Welcome to another episode of Topical with Michael Schaefer. I'm writing solo this week, but we got some very exciting thoughts coming up in the show today. Twitter is going up faster in flames than a Tesla on a California highway. We've got a blue tick debacle happening over on that website. We've got KFC committing one of the great marketing faux pas of our time. If you're Jewish, you're going to want to hear this. And of course, we've got Donald Trump's normal, mature reaction to his midterm losses. Before all that, let's get into the intro music. Things aren't going well for Elon Musk over on Twitter. He He's bragging about how Twitter's usage is at an all-time high. He's bragging about it. However, I will say, I think the reason people are on Twitter right now is to watch it sink because it's like watching a car crash hit a train wreckage on the Titanic whilst the Hindenburg falls on top onto a nuclear explosion. That's what it feels like watching Twitter right now. It's the, probably the most fun it's ever been to just see the whole world get together to bully the richest man. It's truly the best time you can have on social media right now. Elon's having a terrible time and he's very much like the Donald Trump, I think, of the tech world because let's remember, he doesn't want to own Twitter in the same way that Donald Trump never really wanted to be president. If you remember how Trump started his presidency, he basically just went to a lobby of his hotel, paid people to turn up and cheer when he said racist things. He came out and said, I'm going to be president. Also, Mexicans are rapists. And he had no idea that his xenophobia was going to pulse so well in middle America. So he kind of accidentally became the president. And then he became, you know, the leader of the free world. And he's like, ah, shit, what do I do now? It's kind of where Elon is because if you remember, Elon Musk tweeted how he wanted to buy Twitter. And then there was a lot of traction for that position. People were like, yeah, let's get a billionaire in charge of a major social media platform. It has worked so well on all the other ones. And I think he just got carried away with the hype and eventually put in a formal bid. And then Twitter was like, that's a great bid. In fact, it's billions of dollars over what we think the company is worth. So yeah, take it. That would be fantastic. And then Elon tried to get out of it and he said, oh, but you have to tell me how many bots are on the website. And Twitter was like, it's all bots. It's mostly bots. And Elon was like, oh shit, well, I'm not going to buy it then. They were like, no, because you, you said you would. So then they sued Elon and he had to buy Twitter for billions of dollars above its actual value. And now here he is with this... A uh, company that he's paid too much for, trying to salvage a way to make it profitable. Now he's he's got some he's done some clever things. He's a, he's a very smart businessman. So one thing he's done is he's cut costs. Now one way of cutting costs is to just fire everyone. So it's basically just Elon right now trying to work out how does he make this company profitable. Now what he's done is he's thought this is 
this is a smart way of generating revenue. What I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about how much I love free speech. I'm going to talk about how we're going to cut back on the censorship of conservative voices. And that's going to cause advertisers to flock to the website to advertise to this new demographic of conservative voices who love to own the liberals. Uh, the problem is that after he made that the big selling point of the website, uh, we saw uh, an increase in the use of the N-word on Twitter go up 500%. 500%. I didn't know percentages could go that high. 500%. We haven't seen an increase in the N-word that badly since Kramer performed at the Laugh Factory since they uncovered all of that footage of Joe Rogan's old podcast, since they added rap music to karaoke machines. That's the last time we've seen that type of figure. I, I thought that that figure was due to all of Trump's truth social supporters leaving that platform to come back to Twitter. That's what I thought it was. Turns out, though, it was just a, a, a few accounts kind of like testing the waters and throwing out a lot of racial slurs to see what would happen. And uh, it turns out they got away with quite a lot. But as a result, uh, a lot of the advertisers are like, oh, we don't want to be on the, your website right now because you kind of don't want to have an advertisement for, I don't know, like a, a, a sh bed sheets next to the N-word. Unless you are, of course, trying to market to the KKK, in which case that's probably the exact website you want to be on. You'd want to have your, like your bedsheet advertisement, your nappy sound ultra plus uh, extra white there right in between the N-word slurs. Maybe those types of companies are excited about advertising on Twitter. But for, by and large, most companies don't want to advertise right in the middle of racism. So he's lost a lot of ad revenue. So what's he... What's he tried to do? Well, now he's gone, okay, why don't we charge people eight US dollars a month in order to have the blue tick verification symbol, which is uh, the opposite of free speech, I would say. I would say that if your big thing is, hey, speech is free, and then you go, also, you have to pay me eight US dollars a month, it seems to be like an inherent contradiction. I will say this, he's kind of shooting himself on the foot here because one of the main reasons people go to Twitter other than to watch it crash and burn at the moment is to see what authoritative, credible people are saying and now those people are pissed off and they might leave the platform. Like if you've got people like Stephen King, one of the most famous authors of all time, making free content for your website... And then you go to him, hey, can you give us money? And he tells you to go fuck yourself, which is exactly what he's said to Elon Musk. Seems like a bad business move. You're gonna let you're gonna drive all these people off of your platform. In fact, the problem is now with the, this new blue tick system that Elon Musk has introduced, anyone can get it if you just want to pay the fee. You don't have to be a famous person, you don't even have to be someone who's credible or have any authority. You can just be Graham3261, who I saw the other day, got a blue tick, and he has eight followers. I mean, you got to respect his commitment to the platform to get the blue tick so that his eight followers know that it's that Graham3261 tweeting, not a different Graham 
3261 tweeting. You got to respect that. But if you have eight followers, I don't think you even need to really be on Twitter. I mean, if you have eight followers, you can just reach a bigger audience by literally yelling out of the window. You'll probably reach more passers-by than you will on Twitter. So basically, anyone at the moment can get a blue tick. Now, you'd think that, well, that kind of democratizes things. Well, the problem is that it democratizes things if you've got the adults a month. But the other issue is that uh, it means that anyone can get a blue tick and make a fake account and look legitimate, which is uh, an issue that Twitter has faced over the last few days. Uh, but it's one of the funniest issues they've faced because people on the internet are very funny and they have decided to impersonate some famous slash infamous people and tweet from their accounts. So let's go through some of my favorite ones. George W. Bush recently uh, joined Twitter. Yeah, so he's got the blue tick and everything. And he tweeted, I miss killing Iraqis. Oh, with a sad face emoji, which is, you know, unlike George W. Bush, I would have thought he'd be like, I miss killing Iraqis, smiley face. He'd, that'd bring him quite a lot of nostalgia. Some nice memories for him. But he's come out and tweeted, I miss killing Iraqis. That tweet has had thousands of retweets. Beneath him, we've got uh, OJ Simpson tweeting, finally coming out and tweeting, Y'all, I'm not going to lie, I did that shit. Which does sound like something that OJ would say because he did have that book, uh, If I Did It, where he kind of admitted to doing it. So that actually does sound like something that OJ Simpson would say. Probably the least believable one though I've seen. But this managed to get thousands of retweets and also managed to really hurt a company's revenue was this tweet by Eli Lilly and Company impersonating the pharmaceutical company Eli Lilly and Co. They tweeted, we are excited to announce that insulin is free now. So a bit of backstory, uh, over in America, they don't have uh, healthcare, I guess. Um, if you get sick in America, you kind of just die. Um, it's kind of how capitalism is, is meant to work. So um, if you believe in capitalism, you believe that uh, just sick people should just die. Uh, and if you think that they should be treated, well, then you're a, a communist socialist and you should go back to Venezuela. But that's the backstory to this. So this this person has, has created a fake account for this pharmaceutical company and tweeted that insulin is now free. The least believable of the tweets I've just read, I think, because if you know anything about America, nothing is free there, particularly medication. But a lot of people must have believed that this tweet was legitimate because the share price of that company then dropped very, very quickly. And there's a good chance that they'll be suing uh, Twitter for all it's worth, uh, which might only be tens of dollars by the time that the lawsuit kind of is lodged. But the point being is that this blue tick system has caused a lot of havoc because it has not been properly implemented and people are impersonating anyone. I would actually love to send out some tweets myself from some blue tick accounts. Uh, the first one I would send, I reckon, I haven't done this, but I would love to do this one. I'd just like to make a a new account for Kanye and say, uh, nah, the Jewish people are actually all right. And so that people know that it's definitely Kanye, I would capitalize uh, Jewish people. So they're like, oh, well, that's obviously him. He's back on the meds. He's found a doctor, probably found a, a Jewish doctor, let's be quite honest, and he's back on board with the Jews. 
that's one thing that I'll tweet. The second thing I'll probably tweet straight after that is I'd make an account for the Queen uh, and I would just tweet, I'm alive. Just see how many people buy it. And then I would make a second account for Meghan Markle. I get her to retweet the Queen saying, I'm alive and just have Meghan Markle say, shit. That's what I would do. So if anyone uh, wants to make a few fake accounts, please feel free to do that. Tag me. I'll give you guys a retweet as well. Now, it's been uh, a bad week for a lot of companies on social media. Uh, It's been a particularly bad week for KFC. So this is a headline uh, that a friend of mine sent to me this week. And it's got to be one of the greatest headlines I've ever read. I'll read it out to you. KFC apologizes for Kristallnacht chicken and cheese promotion. Now, if you don't know what Kristallnacht was, it was pretty much like the precursor to the Holocaust in Germany. So one night in Germany, a bunch of Nazis got together and just started burning down Jewish businesses, attacking Jews. A lot of Jewish people died. A lot of synagogues were burnt down. And for some reason, KFC has decided, this is KFC in Germany, by the way, has decided to make a promotion to commemorate Kristallnacht. Now, reading the article, I was like, how does this mistake get made? It's pretty funny stuff. How does this mistake get made? That's what the article says. It has been speculated that the message was computer-generated with the text to promote its cheesy chicken being automatically connected to current anniversaries and events to stimulate sales. So it seems like the people running the marketing and promotion side of things for KFC in Germany just have like a, almost like a Google calendar alert. And it's like, oh, there's a holiday coming up. We just send out this message to our followers on our channels. I think this was sent out it says a push notification was sent out. So I presume that's if you've got the KFC app or something, you get this notification. Be like, hey, commemorate. The message said, commemorate Kristallnacht. Treat yourself to more soft cheese and crispy chicken. Now at KF Cheese. Can I say the most offensive thing about that message, I think, is that they're promoting a soft cheese, which is uh, a cheese with the highest amount of lactose in it. And if you know anything about my people, you know dairy really fucks with us. So to be promoting a, a lactose heavy cheese on Kristallnacht, puh, disgusting KFC. I will say this though, KFC, certainly not the first company to absolutely mess up a campaign or promotion like this. So this was a few years ago on Anzac Day, Woolworths made a campaign called the Woolworths Fresh in Our Memories campaign. So that was you playing on the fact that we're the fresh food people and Anzac Day is all about uh, remembering the Anzacs and they're like, this is going to work. We're going to put this together. And Woolworths doesn't have the defense of, hey, this was an accident. We just had a push notification set up. Someone sat down in a marketing meeting and said, guys, I've done a lot of cocaine today. What do you think? And everyone else in that meeting had also done a lot of cocaine. And they were like, people are going to love this. Probably though, my, another of my favorite social media mess ups was uh, Krispy Kreme. So a Krispy Kreme 
in the UK, uh, they had something called the Krispy Kreme Club, KKK Wednesday. Now, obviously, they didn't intend to market themselves to white supremacists, but they kind of did. And I think when people started turning up in pointy hats, they were like, oh, shit, we've got to we got to change this. So they got rid of KKK Wednesday. Though I think my favorite social media mess up from a, a fast food chain has got to be on International Women's Day, Burger King UK. They tweeted, this is just the tweet, women belong in the kitchen. Now, they tweeted that, it gets 275,000 retweets. Pretty sexist thing to say. And then they tweet, to clarify, if they want to, of course. Yet only 20% of chefs are women. We're on a mission to change the gender ratio in the restaurant industry by empowering female employees with the opportunity to pursue a culinary career. So they've tried to make a joke on International Women's Day about women being in the kitchen. And then they're like, they're like oh shit, uh, we need to give a lot more context to this joke. So they tweeted that. But that only had 13,000 retweets, which means that there's still about you know 260,000 people who only just saw the original post. So what was really kind of bad for Burger King that day was that they had a blue tick next to their name. And I think that if they had their time again, they would prefer to not have the blue tick at all. Some of my favorite social media mess ups. If you know any other ones, please let me know about them because they always make me laugh. Now, just probably our final big story for this week, is the US midterms have just happened. And a lot of people are concerned about voter fraud over in the US. And I thought it would be quite funny to, uh, to make fun of them. So I did a little joke. A lot of conspiracy theorists in America are worried about the integrity of their voting system. But guys, you've got nothing to worry about. I live in Australia, but I still managed to mail in my vote despite not being a US citizen. In fact, I voted a few times. I even cast a vote for my dead grandmother. Because the more that people vote, the more that democracy wins. I made that joke on the internet. And a lot of people understood the joke and thought that was kind of funny. Um, a lot of people did not understand the joke. And uh, that was even funnier. One person commented on my uh, joke, um, if he's Australian and mailing in votes, you can expect the other 70% of votes to be coming from China. The other 70% of votes, he thinks that my votes accounted for 30% of the votes. I mean, phew, I only voted like seven times. Wow, that means that like, there's only like 22 votes in the entire midterms. Another person commented, oh, so you're admitting to a felony. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I've gone on the internet and admitted to a felony and uh, the DOJ is about to knock down the door. So the, the midterms didn't go very well uh, for the Republicans, uh, which is probably because the Democrats, you know, they cheated. They stole the election once again. They keep doing it. They, they keep counting too many votes or not counting enough votes. Like one of those things is, is what's the problem. Whichever one, I don't know, but it's, maybe it's both of them. Counting too many votes that are not, cast to be counted with not enough voting machines that are connected to the internet uh, because George Soros wants Biden to implement a globalist policy because 
Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. I think that's where their logic is. Anyway, the point is that Donald Trump has taken uh, these results as well as you'd expect. So he's gone on Truth Social, um, you know, the website with all of the, well, not the website with the 500% spike in N-words, just like the website that has like the baseline uh, N-word usage. Truth Social, he's gone on and said, uh, for those many people that are being fed the fake narrative from the corrupt media that I'm angry about the midterms, don't believe it. I am not at all angry, which is something you would say if you were very angry. I mean, I'm just talking about from my own personal experience with my fiance. You know, if she's angry and I say, hey, are you angry? Uh, she never says yes. She says, I'm not angry. Uh, and then she usually um, uh, destroys me. It goes on to say, uh, I'm not at all angry. Did a great job in brackets. I wasn't the one running. That's true. But he did like endorse a lot of people. And I'm very busy looking into the future. This is my favorite end to any post. Remember, I am a stable genius. So he's he loves calling himself a stable genius. He's, and, but the problem is he called himself stable genius with a capital S and a capital G, which is great. But he put it in quotation marks as if to say like, uh, I'm being sarcastic. So I'm not really sure how to react to that. Is he joking about being, is he saying I'm an unstable moron? The good thing about Trump's post here, I have to say, is that unlike a lot of the posts that are coming out on Twitter right now, we know this one is real. Because look at the grammar, look at the capitalizations. It's it's 100% him. This is him sitting on the toilet, taking his shit, being like, the people need to know what I think. And that was one of the good things about Trump. You knew when it was him. Like he tweeted uh, Kafefe, remember at like three o'clock in the morning once. And everyone was like, oh, well, that's, that's him. Like he dropped his phone in the toilet. So at least we know when Trump tweets that it's him. He doesn't even need the tick. We know it's him. I remember when he was president and a couple of times he would like tweet something that was grammatically sound. And we were like, oh, obviously an advisor has taken his phone off him. Then you'd know it wasn't him. But these, you know, it's him. And that's what I think is beautiful about Truth Social is that you know that the batshit crazy stuff that's being said on that website is coming from people who genuinely believe it. And that's why I think we should all leave Twitter and move to Truth Social. One last thing I just want to talk about today is uh, Kanye West, who has kind of gone a little bit silent over the last week, which I think is good. I think it's good that he's kind of calmed down a little bit. He has uh, suffered a lot of consequences for things that he said. I've got a lot of non-Jewish friends who say to me, Michael, you know, you must think it's great. You must think it's great that Kanye has been cancelled and that Kanye has been silenced. And I've got to say, I don't really think that. I'll tell you why. It's because Kanye came out and said, like, the Jews run the world. And then within a day, he pretty much lost everything. I mean, I feel like we really showed our hand there. You know, I think that if he had said the Jews run the world and then faced no consequences, then everyone would be like, oh, well, obviously he's just crazy. He's, he's off his meds. But 
he came out and said the Jews run the world and then within a day he loses all of his sponsorships, he loses his agent, he loses millions and millions and millions of dollars. And even I'm like, yeah, I think he actually might actually have a point. I just think it's a bad look for my people. I mean, I was at the meeting. I was like, guys, we got to let this one slide. It will just be too obvious if we jump in here. Everyone's going to know that we run the world. But no one took me seriously. You know, Jeffrey Epstein was like, we got to kill this guy. You know, he's, Epstein is live, by the way, just so you know. Sorry if you found out on this podcast, this is how you found out. But, you know, people are like, oh, my God, how did he manage to fake his own death? Well, let me just say this. If Hillary and Bill Clinton can fake a marriage, they can very easily fake Jeffrey Epstein's death. That's all I'll say on the matter. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Uh, if you enjoyed it, give it a, a nice rating on Apple or Spotify or whatever, or tell a friend. I think that's the only way that the podcast kind of grows just through word of mouth. So thank you for everyone who's like telling people about it. Um, oh, I'm also doing some shows uh, that are coming up in Melbourne. I'm filming my special on November the 19th. Uh, that's almost sold out if you want to come along to that. You know, maybe be quick. Uh, I'll get to Canberra finally in December. That'll be on sale soon. Perth and Fremantle are also on sale for the new year. So, yeah, if you want to come see me live, please get around that. Thank you again for listening, and I'll catch you next week with another episode of Topical.